Genesis 50 through Exodus 2.10 Then Joseph fell on his father's face, and wept over him, and kissed him. Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Now forty days were required for it, for such is the period required for embalming. And the Egyptians wept for him seventy days. When the days of mourning for him were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your sight, please speak to Pharaoh, saying, My father has made me swear, saying, Behold, I am about to die. In my grave which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan, there you shall bury me. Now then, please let me go up and bury my father. Then I will return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, and all the household of Jacob, and his brothers, and his father's household. They left only their little ones, and their flocks, and their herds in the land of Goshen. Chariots with teams of horses also went up with him. It was a very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, they mourned there with a very great and sorrowful lamentation. And he observed seven days of mourning for his father. Now when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, this is a grievous morning for the Egyptians. Therefore it was named Abel Mizraim, which is beyond the Jordan. And so his sons did for him as he had commanded, for his sons carried him to the land of Canaan, and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, opposite Mamre, which Abraham had bought along with the field as a burial site from Ephron the Hittite. And after he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers, and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. When Joseph and his brothers had seen that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us, and pays us back in full for all the wrong which we did to him? So they sent instructions to Joseph, saying, Your father commanded us before he died, saying, this is what you shall say to Joseph. Please forgive, I beg you, the offense of your brothers and their sin, for they did you wrong. And now, please forgive the offense of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also came and fell down before him, and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in God's place? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result, to keep many people alive. So therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So he comforted them and spoke to them kindly. Now Joseph stayed in Egypt, he and his father's household, and Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw the third generation of Ephraim's sons, also the sons of Mecher, the sons of Manasseh, were born on Joseph's knees. Joseph said to his brothers, 
I am about to die, but God will assuredly take care of you and bring you up from this land to the land which he promised on oath to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will assuredly take care of you, and you shall carry my bones up from here. So Joseph died at the age of 110 years, and they embalmed him and placed him in a coffin in Egypt. Exodus 1 Now these are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob. They came each one with his household, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the people who descended from Jacob were seventy people, but Joseph was already in Egypt, and Joseph died, and all his brothers in all that generation. But the sons of Israel were fruitful, and increased greatly, and multiplied, and became exceedingly mighty, so that the land was filled with them. Now a new king arose over Egypt, who did not know Joseph, and he said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, otherwise they will multiply, and in the event of war they will also join those who hate us, and fight against us, and depart from the land. So they appointed taskmasters over them to oppress them with hard labor, and they built for Pharaoh storage cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they oppressed them, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread out, so that they dreaded the sons of Israel. The Egyptians used violence to compel the sons of Israel to labor, and they made their lives bitter with hard labor in mortar and bricks, and at all kinds of labor in the field, all their labors which they violently had them perform as slaves. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shiphrah, and the other was named Puah. And he said, When you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth, and see them upon the birthstool, if it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them. But they let the boys live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said, Why have you done this thing and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife can get to them. So God was good to the midwives. And the people multiplied and became very mighty. And because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you are to throw into the Nile, but every daughter you are to keep alive. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got him a papyrus basket, and covered it with tar and pitch. Then she put the child in it, and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. And his sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. 
Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile, with her female attendants walking alongside the Nile. And she saw the basket among the reeds, and sent her slave woman, and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the boy was crying. And she had pity on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a woman for you who is nursing from the Hebrew women, so that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses, and said, Because I drew him out of the water. Matthew 25 Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish, and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take extra oil with them, but the prudent ones took oil and flasks with their lamps. Now while the groom was delaying, they all became drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there finally was a shout, Behold, the groom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish virgins said to the prudent ones, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. However, the prudent ones answered, No, there most certainly would not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the groom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Yet later the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on alert then, because you do not know the day nor the hour. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey, who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. The one who had received five talents immediately went and did business with them, and he earned five more talents. In the same way, the one who had received two talents earned two more. But he who received one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled his accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you have entrusted five talents to me. See, I have earned five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have earned two more talents. 
his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Now the one who had received the one talent also came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. And I was afraid, so I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you still have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You worthless, lazy slave, did you know that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I did not scatter seed? Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I will have received my money back with interest. Therefore take the talent away from him, and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away, and throw the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another, just as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and invited you in, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed people, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or as a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me either. These will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Acts 19 Now it happened while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country and came to Ephesus and found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
And they said to him, On the contrary, we have not even heard if there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. There were about twelve men in all. And he entered the synagogue and continued speaking out boldly for three months, having discussions and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some were becoming hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the people, he withdrew from them and took disciples away with him, and had discussions daily in the school of Tyrannus. This took place for two years, so that all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that handkerchiefs or aprons were even carried from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out. But also, some of the Jewish exorcists, who went from place to place, attempted to use the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I order you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Now there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, doing this. But the evil spirit responded and said to them, I recognize Jesus, and I know of Paul, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit pounced on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known to all who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. Also, many of those who had believed kept coming, confessing and disclosing their practices. And many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of everyone. And they added up the prices of the books and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord was growing and prevailing mightily. Now, after these things were finished, Paul resolved in the spirit to go to Jerusalem after he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. And after he sent into Macedonia two of those who assisted him, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time, a major disturbance occurred in regard to the way. For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver strines of Artemis, was bringing considerable business to craftsmen. He gathered these men together with workmen of similar trades and said, Men, you know that our prosperity depends on this business. You see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away a considerable number of people, saying that gods made by hands are not gods at all. Not only is there danger that this trade of ours will fall in disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be regarded as worthless.
and that she whom all of Asia and the world worship will even be dethroned from her magnificence. When they heard this, they were filled with rage, and began shouting, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! The city was filled with confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's Macedonian traveling companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the assembly, the disciples would not let him. Also, some of the Asiarchs, who were friends of his, sent word to him, and repeatedly urged him not to venture into the theater. So then, some were shouting one thing, and some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and the majority did not know for what reason they had come together. Some of the crowd had concluded it was Alexander, since the Jews had put him forward, and having motioned with his hand, Alexander was intending to make a defense to the assembly. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, a single outcry arose from them all as they shouted for about two hours, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! After quieting the crowd, the town clerk said, Men of Ephesus, what person is there, after all, who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is guarded of the temple of the great Artemis, and of the image which fell down from the sky. So, since these are undeniable facts, you ought to keep calm and do nothing rash, for you have brought these men here who are neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess. So then, if Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are in session, and proconsuls are available. Have them bring charges against one another." But if you want anything beyond this, it shall be settled in the lawful assembly. For indeed, we are in danger of being accused of a riot in connection with today's events. Since there is no real reason for it, and in this connection, we will be unable to account for this disorderly gathering. After saying this, he dismissed the assembly. Proverbs 10 1 through 11. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. Ill-gotten gains do not benefit, but righteousness rescues from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous to hunger, but he will reject the craving of the wicked. Poor is the one who works with a lazy hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a son who acts wisely, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The mentioning of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise of heart will receive commands, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. One who walks in integrity walks securely, but one who perverts his way will be found out. He who winks the eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will come to ruin. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Psalm 21 
Lord, in your strength the king will be glad, and in your salvation how greatly he will rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire, and you have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with the blessings of good things. You set a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked for life from you. You gave it to him. Length of days, forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you place upon him. For you make him most blessed forever. You make him joyful with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the faithfulness of the Most High he will not be shaken. Your hand will find all your enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. You will make them as a fiery oven in the time of your anger. The Lord will swallow them up with his wrath, and fire will devour them. You will eliminate their descendants from the earth, and their children from among the sons of mankind. Though they intended evil against you, and devised a plot, they will not succeed, for you will make them turn their back, and you will take aim at their faces with your bowstrings. Be exalted, Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power.